there's, there's something that's, that's happened in our country. Uh, and and it, it's, it threatens in our church a lot. And I, I, I say that this is not happening over us, but I, I want to I address it today. Uh, and, and I'll just kind of tell a little story to, uh, to relate to this because I got to go to Africa. You know, we have these things in our life that are like pivotal for our, for our you know, it's like things that you'll never forget. Um, and I got to go to Africa in, in 1985, and it was right, um, right on Lake Tanganyika. And actually, it was, you know, it's the same country where uh, JP, both the JPs are from, I believe, right? And, um, but it's on the east side of that country, which is where all the rebels uh, actually came. That it, When I was there, it was called Zaire. Now it's called the Congo. Um, the Republic of Congo, I think, or something like that. Anyway... Because it's not Zaire anymore is because of rebels that came and turned over the government. And they, a lot of them came. Am I saying this right? You guys probably know this better than I do. But they, they came from the east, didn't they? Like Rwanda area and, and around there. And so where we were was kind of in the, the, um, the scary part. Um, and so a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the people were nervous. We had some uh, um, Marines come over here, come over there from... Uh, America to work on their their naval fleet, which was one PT boat, and uh, and those guys were nervous. Uh, it's kind of funny because either I was just ignorant or or something, but I wasn't nervous at all. We had the Holy Spirit with us, right? We were we were safe. But anyway, we we lived on this um, we lived on this uh, campus, and it was the. The, uh, the Belgians had built it for like a textile mill. And um, so we had housing with a fence around it. it there was a bunch of, of places that you could, we could live there and supposedly have some security. And um, so we were living in this house. And um, so what you would do is you would hire somebody with a gun. And um, so we hired our watchman, the man that was going to stay through the night and make sure that none of these rebels penetrated our abode. And so a lot of times we would get up in the night. Remember Greg Fritz? He's, he's one of our board members. He's the one that got me to go over there with him. He's a, he's a great teacher. He teaches for um, uh, Karis Bible School, Andrew Womax. He, he's a great teacher. Anyway, he, he just out of high school, and he's the reason why I went to, to Africa. He invited me to go. Anyway, we were staying in the same room, and a lot of times in the middle of the night, instead of using the restroom and flushing the toilet, we would go outside, being the men that we are. <laughs> the only reason I'm telling that part, because kind of, that's kind of awkward, right? But, <laughs> yes, viva la difference, right? Please. <laughs> <laughs> but to arrive at the place where you can relieve yourself, you would pass by our watchman. They were supposed to be watching very carefully, right? And making sure that we were harmed in no way. And more than, often than not, 
He's got his gun across his lap. It, it, it makes you feel, it made you feel like you were, you know, uh, Barney Fife or remember, remember, what was that guy in the bank, you know, that his gun would fall apart, you know? When, uh, what was his name? Oh, anyway, you know who I'm talking about, that, that older guy. Because I was tempted to reach down and grab that gun and just see what he would do, you know, because he was sleeping. <laughs> he had a gun, he was posted in the right place, but he was sleeping, right? Doesn't do you any good to have the right things in place. We've, we've been talking about weapons for a while, but, but it doesn't do any good if you're sleeping. You have to be awake. And there's a lot of reasons for people being asleep. He probably had some really good reasons, and if we woke him up, he'd probably start giving us the reasons why he was asleep. But when you're at a post... Reasons aren't any good, especially if there had been somebody besides somebody going to the restroom that showed up, <laughs> right? So we're actually commanded to wake up, and I think, I think we need to arrest ourselves and say, this isn't just for somebody else, this is for me. Right? I'm, I, I need to be awake. What happens when we're, when we're asleep? You know, I, I thought about this, and I kind of wrote a, a, about it in the app there. Do you ever get up in the middle of the night and drive somewhere? Sometimes I'll drive, I'll come up to the church, you know, like 2, 3 in the morning. Because of the bars and stuff, I guess you kind of have to wait till after two, till it's completely, you know. But man, y you get up and drive at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, there's nobody. And really, you can almost drive however you want. <laughs> I actually had a paper out in, in eastern uh, Oklahoma. Little town, Coweta, and uh, my wife, she's, <laughs> she actually, she went with me on this paper route when she was pregnant. Or didn't you start to have labor even while we were on? She, she liked me so much back then. It was amazing. She, she couldn't stand for me to go out on that paper route all by myself, and she would go with me. But it was in the middle of the night. It was a great big one. You know, it covered like the whole city and out in the country and everything around it. So, so um, you had to start in the middle of the night and, and it took all that period of time. And I observed no stoplights, no stop signs. Why? Because there's nobody. If there's nobody, you don't have to... <laughs> You don't have to observe any of those things. And actually, the police would, would watch me going through these things, and they didn't care because there's nobody else on the road. But what, 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 what seems to be obvious to me is this is a time of great vulnerability. This is when the thief likes to steal. This is when the thief... Why? Because we're sleeping. And everybody's sleeping. You know? So, we need to be awake, don't we? Yeah. Let's look here in, in Isaiah 60. And we as Christians don't have an excuse for this. 
And yet we can fall into this. We have darkness all around us, don't we? <laughs> we have such a barrage of darkness. We have every new thing that's coming out as is darkness. I just get sick and tired of trying to keep up to date on stuff. It's like, I don't need any more of this. You know what I mean? Because what, what it is, it's actually, a, it, it, it's, it's causing something to be desensitized. And, and I'll get to this a little bit. Let me just go ahead and read this. It's, this says, arise, shine. What does that sound like? That's like somebody sleeping, isn't it? Why do you need to arise? Why do you need to shine? Because you're, you're sleeping and you're not shining. You're dark, right? For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Man, that sounds kind of prophetic, doesn't it? And deep darkness the people. Wow. So this is saying, there's a darkness that's covering the earth, but an even greater darkness is in the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Amen. Isn't this a great promise? Yeah. But what does it start out with? We have to arise. It says God's done all this. He, he's come. He's, he's, he's brought his light. But we have to arise. Okay. Let's look at what awake means. I'm just going to go through some things here real quick. So as we go through some of these scriptures, what are you awaking from? And then what are you awaking to is important. It's not enough to just awake from something, from sleep. It's like some people awake from sleep and don't have anything to do. So they think, well, I'll just go back to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they're not going towards anything. So their, their day is is meaningless because they don't really have a direction to go towards. So, so when he's telling us to arise and shine, he, he actually, in that verse that we just looked at, because the glory of the Lord is upon you and you have something to go towards. You're not just getting out of bed and saying, well, I did it. No, you're going towards something, right? But let's look at, first of all, what we're arising from. And there's an intoxication of the world. Man, uh, you know, I don't think it's probably any different. Sometimes we, we want to magnify what we're going through right now. Like, it's never been this bad. Maybe it hasn't in a lot of ways. But there's, it's a human nature to be intoxicated with the world. I mean, that's what happened to Israel, wasn't it? They got intoxicated with the, with the, the surrounding kingdoms and the, and the things that were going on around them. And they gave up on God. Why? Because they, they became dark. They went to sleep on the thing that had been given to them in the presence of God. So they come intoxicated with the world. What, what, what would be some of the things that we get intoxicated with? Any kind of inter entertainment, right? I'm telling you, social media will flat deaden your senses because you're continually making decisions, you're continually processing things, you're continually deciding whether this is something, you're saving it, you're doing something else, you're, <laughs> right? That's, this has been one of the greatest breakthroughs in technology, and at the same time, it has become one of the greatest cloaks 
of humans. Because what it's doing is it's, it's causing you to be intoxicated with that. They say there's an actually a dopamine rush that you get every time you look at something. You're intoxicated, right? Now, desensitization. Man, I was thinking about this. How many have been hit with, this is the end of the world? You know? We're all going to die of COVID. We're going to die of heat now. Feels like it feels like that's kind of real, doesn't it? But you know how long ago they told us we were going to be dead by now? You know, and we live on, you know, they keep telling us how terrible Russia is, and yet we're still here. They tell us about how the economies, you know, some of these things might happen, but I don't know about you, but I think there's a desensitization of even the, the alarm that's trying to be put upon us. To where, oh, it's just another thing they're barking at us about where it's, everything's so terrible. And, and actually, that, that's actually a scheme. Because it, what it does is it causes us to become asleep. To lose a vigilance. Because you think, ah, uh, it's, it's like the little boy that cries wolf, right? It's like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. And, and, and so then what happens, you, you say, I'm just going to go back to sleep. I like my pillow, right? Diversions and enticements, things of the flesh, kind of like intoxication, but, but I mean specific things that we get caught up in. It, it can be our, our occupation, things that are our dreams, and it can cause us to become asleep. Discouragements, any, any kind of discouragement that we can have in our life. We say, I'm just not going to try anymore. I've tried that. I've proven it doesn't work, so I'm giving up, right? And so you go to sleep to the possibilities, right? So what are we, we're, we're, we're rising from that, right? But what are we rising to? And, and there's this word, you know, I thought about even just teaching on this, but righteousness itself is when things are right, and what we get from God is a righteousness that we cannot claim ourselves. All our righteousness is filthy. They relate it to a menstrual cloth, right? It, it, take the best thing that you can do, and, and people, people like to, in the world, try to do this. Oh, I'm a good person. And they try to relate that to, to, to their relationship with God. Well, he likes me because I'm good. You know, well, I'm sorry, you're not. You stink. You're dirty. <laughs> the only reason we can rise is because he's good. Yes. And we take on his righteousness. Yes. Amen? Yes. And what righteousness does, it doesn't just make you feel good about yourself. It equips you for things. Yes. When you have things in place, when it's right, now you can proceed with confidence. And you're no longer restricted by your own things that would keep you in bed sleeping. No, you say, I got to get up. I have to get up because I've been made right to accomplish something. Amen? Hope in Christ is very similar to that. What we get in our hope in Christ, can you keep up with me on these guys? What we get in our hope in Christ is something that he sets before us and says, this is what you can do. And what hope does is it puts a motor under you to go do it. Amen? So you're rising 
from that stuff in the world to go somewhere in him. Amen? And then there's a kingdom purpose that's connected with that hope. What is so wonderful about kingdom purpose? What have we been called to? We've been called to a kingdom of love, right? Everything is about love. And you know what? As soon as you put love on it, what does it take? Where does it place you? It's not about you anymore. Amen? So the kingdom we've been brought into, everything is contingent upon us losing ourselves so that somebody else can be blessed. Amen? And actually, it takes away the power of the flesh and those intoxications and, and all these things in the world that would cause us to be bound. That's what things in the flesh are. They're, they're, they're a master. We think that we're being freed to do whatever we want to do. No, you just, get a, you just have a different master is all. All of us. Oh, man. Remember uh, um, Bob Dylan? He did, he did some gospel albums back in the... 70s, I think, or the 80s, remember? And he had a song, you know, he's got that really gravelly, rough voice and everything. And he said, you got to serve somebody. You're going to serve this, you're going to serve that, you're going to serve this, you're gonna, but everybody's going to serve somebody. Remember that song? That was a good song. And that's true, right? But when we rise from the sleep that the world would put upon us that, that was prophesied, this darkness that's upon people. And he wants to put it upon us. But when we rise from that, we're rising to a new master. Amen. And what there's a purpose in our life. The master's going to lead us into something that is eternal in affecting somebody else's life. And it actually will, will take over our passions this is something I'm praying for myself and for this body. I'm speaking this over you. I'm sorry if you're here, you're getting some prayers, I mean. And they're going to be effective. We're, we're going to care about something besides ourselves. Yeah. Amen? Jesus said, if you care about something besides yourselves, all that other stuff will just follow after you. Yeah. Right? So that's what we're rising to. Isn't it good? Yes. The glory of the Lord's come into our life so that we don't have to be asleep anymore. Let's look at what this looks like a little bit more. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Praise God. So how is our, I'm just going to look at how this has affected a little bit and it'll, it'll uh, contrast it with where God wants to take us. How is our sleep affected by our chosen environment? And it's so critical. Do not be, de do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Who you're around determines your state of sleep. Now we're talking about relation to God, right? What he's called us out of. We're in our, our chosen relationships will affect who we are. And he said, don't be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. And then it says the very next thing. That's a darkness, that's a sleep to be in, right? But it says, awake to what? Don't you like that? He doesn't just say awake. He says, awake to righteousness. And do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. So he's actually talking here about the resurrection from the dead. 
This is the context. But he's saying, what you have in me is going to cause you to be resurrected from that. You don't have to be dead in that. And you know, if, if we find ourselves in those relationships already, God says, you know, you're already there, but you can awaken out of that. Instead of being affected by those relationships, when you awaken to righteousness, now you can affect them with light. Amen? Instead of being moved by them, you can move them when you awaken to righteousness. Amen? Let's look at uh, 1 Peter 5.8. When we're clear of diversions, we can awake to righteousness. Man, God wants us to wake up right now. Part of what hit me in this is a lot of times, summertime, we're feeling we're doldrums. You ever feel that? Especially when the heat is like it is. And we as a church can kind of get back on our heels, but this is not the time for that. Amen? We're going into a time, let's put an expectancy on this. God's taking us somewhere. But for us to get there, it's not just going to be strategies. It's not, and and we, we will use every meeting and we'll say it's anointing and we're anointed. And, and it's not annoying. It's, anoint, it's anointed. And, and God is taking us somewhere in this. But, but the power of it is not going to be in the planning of it apart from the Spirit. We have to arrive, awake unto righteousness ourselves and be excited about him. Amen. Man, we had such a good time of, of prayer this morning. Just, just praising, just awakening to his presence. Amen. <laughs> First Peter 5, 8 says, be sober. Be vigilant. You know what vigilant means? I, I went back and looked in the Strong's and it says, awake. Be awake. Don't be asleep. Man, I think God needs to arrest us. God, show me where, where I'm, I'm getting asleep towards some things. I'm not vibrant. I'm not vigilant. I'm not awake towards this. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know, we're familiar with this passage, aren't we? And a lot of times we want to give all the glory to the devil. He's that roaring lion going around. Seeking whom he may devour. We need to magnify his presence in our life. Hopefully you know I'm being facetious. Right? But it's preceded by. And we don't talk about this as enough. But it's preceded by. What do we do? Before he even show, shows up. We remove the ability to be intoxicated by the world. Right? We say I'm not going to be drunk. I'm not going to be filled with these things and allow them to be satisfying me. Amen? But I'm going to be awake. What are we awake unto? Righteousness. Amen? Because he says, you know what? If we're not awake, we're just like my neighborhood at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's vulnerable to somebody. We're just like whatever that guy's name On uh, Andy Griffith at the bank. Is it Cecil or something like that? Yeah, something like that, you know. Or that guy that was supposed to be protecting us in Africa. We're, we're, we're just like that. We, we have everything that we need, but we are, so we've been doing it during the day and we are ready for a nap because God isn't that much to us. 
We've been so occupied with life that, that we're not ready for God. Amen? No, not amen. I'm sorry, that wasn't the right place to put amen. We don't want that. Not so be it, right? Rever I, I, we can reverse that kind of neme. We'll just re invert that, right? When, when we don't want that. 1 Peter 2, 9, this is a good passage. Out of darkness into light of day. But you, don't you like this? There's some really good buts in the Bible. <laughs> things, are, things are going the wrong way, but God. Amen? Yes. And it says, but you, can you say, but me? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim praises of him who called you out of what? Into his marvelous what? What is that? What's, what's the, you, know, you know what they say when to get the best sleep is to turn off all the lights, right? What happens when you turn on all those lights? You might be trying to catch a nap here, but it's just not as good as sleep. Why? Because light is meant for being awake. Amen? And he said, I've called you from a place of being affected by darkness. I've called you out of that. Isn't it interesting? He, did, he, he doesn't say, I'm forcing you out of that. He says, I'm calling you out of that. He doesn't say, he does, he's not kicking us out of the bed. He's not like, like my dad used to do. He'd come in and, and take some water and splash it on your face. You know, when the, you know how kids are. They, they don't want to get out of bed for school, right? Especially when they've been sleeping in in the summertime. And, and he'd come in and he'd splash some water. God's not doing that. He's, he's just saying, come on, get up, arise. And we have to decide whether we like the, the light or we like the pillow, right? And, and we're going to have to rise. He says, you are. He said, this is what you already are. You're already a watchman. You already have the tools. You're already capable of this. I just need you to arise. You're going to have to arise from those things in the world. This is upon us. And, and I believe God is calling each one of us, even today. I know he's doing this in my life. There's things that I know God, that, that God's wanting to say, let's make some adjustments here. Let's let go of some things. Because what those, sometimes we, can, we feel like we can have some, um, uh, what do they call it when they have political, uh, when they build up some, um, what's that word? You know, when, when, when a president first gets into, into office, well, is it collateral? It's not collateral. It's the other word for that. I think, you know, um, where they have some, some stuff that they can spend. Um, you know what I mean, that word? So when a president first gets into office, what does he do? He starts doing all kinds of stuff, right? Because he spends his political, you know what I'm talking about. It's like his, his, huh? Our money. Yeah, but. But he's, got, he's gotten this favor, and now he wastes it all on stuff that, that's marginal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you'll, man, I wish I could think of that word right now. But, it's, but, 
but we, we do the same thing. We go to a good service and now we feel like we can sit back and waste all this holiness that we've gotten on some kind of experience in the world and we think we can do that and everything's going to be okay. That would have been a lot better with the right word, but you, you know what I'm saying. We, we feel like, and I, man, I've experienced this in ministry, some people that I, I just, uh, sometimes you don't want to get too close to some ministers because they'll, they'll do this. They say, uh, well, I've been ministering now. I just need to, to they, they called it fleshing out. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not following that. But, but we can do that ourselves. You know, we, we can say, okay, I put my time in at church. I had a good Holy Ghost service. And now I can, I'm just going to go back and just, Allow my flesh to take over again. And what's happening in that, we're going back to sleep. Yeah. And we're missing where God wants to take us to. You know, when you're going somewhere, you gotta you gotta proceed from where you're at, where you out, from from where you've come already. You, you gotta make progress from where you've come. And you go back and it's like you didn't go anywhere. You see that? He said, I've called you out of darkness. I've already made you right. I've given you my righteousness. You have access into the holy of holies. Now I need you to do it. So this is who you are. That's a great scripture, isn't it? And sometimes we need to go back and look at that. And we need to say, this is who, who I, I, I am. Um, Ephesians 5.13. So then we need to rise from the dead. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. All things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. What happens? We need to... I encourage us, and we're going to just have an opportunity to do this a little bit when we get done here. Can we get, say, this is for me today? I'm going to be affected by the light. Man, I, I determine, God, I don't want to come into your presence and be exposed to your light and not have things exposed in me that need to change. I want to be the first one to say, God, I'm here to grow in you. I'm here to be taken somewhere else in you. Amen. And this is what this promise is. And, and, and I, I like having these conversations with God where, you know, you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you say, God, I'm just here to be exposed to your light right now. <laughs> God, I'm not trying to persuade you to accomplish anything in my life. I, I'm just here to allow your light to shine into me. Because I want to rise from anything that would be sleep. Anything that would be, this world would have put me into this this stupor right I want to rise to the righteousness that you've already made for me and for it to be honored in my life amen I'm not going to sleep in this worldly stuff I'm not going to allow those habits to be mine anymore amen Romans 13 you can say oh man amen to that one not oh me or whatever okay um, and do this Knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. So what does this do? This takes away all that stuff. I've tried that before. You know, a lot of times we have to be careful uh, growing up in the church. 
that we think that what we have is what it is, you know? I just talked to my dad a couple days ago, and, and uh, man, he almost starts crying sometimes, and he'll say, I just want to be everything that God wants me to be. <laughs> you know, he's 90, and, and he says, I don't, I don't want anything to be, I don't want to miss out on anything. That, and it's like, we, are, we never have an excuse to get back on our heels and to think we've already heard this. No, if I'm hearing something in God, it's time for me to change in regard to that thing. Not I've already heard it, I've already tried it, I've already done that. No, his word is effective every time we hear it. Amen? If we're awake. If we're asleep, it's not. I don't want to be the kind that, aren't, that isn't affected by the word of God in my life and feel like I've already accomplished that thing. I want to arise. Amen? And he says, it's time to awake out of sleep. He says, if we've come somewhere, if we feel like we've not arrived, it's not working, it's taking us somewhere. And he says, our salvation is nearer now than we, when we began. We should be encouraged every day. We're getting closer. Amen? The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let who? Let us. Cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Darkness is trying to get in with little habits, little attitudes, little things. Effects of the world. We have to really be careful how much our exposure is to the world. You know, it, it said, uh, don't, don't be deceived. Uh, our, our, our uh, what is it? Cecil, there we go. Man, I'm getting all kinds of help today. This is great. Uh, um, those that we associate with corrupt our habits. Right? That's what it was saying. You know, this doesn't have to be somebody that we're close to. It's who, it's who we're following. It's, it's, man, that's, this guy really knows how to say it. Well, does he? Is he saying what God says? Right? Because if he's not saying what God says, I don't really want to follow after him. I don't want to give him accolades. I don't want to share what he's saying. Right? If it's not the word of God, it's not my foundation. And if I continue to make him somebody that I'm committed to more than God, more than my church body, am I awake to God or am I asleep to him? Right? Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Amen? Because we're supposed to be awake. That other stuff is sleep. Oh, we need this revelation that when we enter into any of that at all, it's sleep. Strife is sleep. We're not awake to righteousness when we're in strife. Amen? Okay. All right, I've got one more here. This is good. I'm being changed. Are you being changed here today? In the light of the word of God. 
2 Peter 3.10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. You know, we can get desensitized to this. How many know the Lord is coming? How many know that we need to be ready? These weren't just nice little stories that were told. There's going to be somebody right next to somebody else that both somebody think that they're okay, but one has actually awakened to righteousness, and the other one is just still asleep in the world. One's going to go, the other's going to stay. That's not a nice little story I'm telling right now. This is from the Word of God, isn't it? And either we, we conform to what God says, or we find an excuse to stay asleep. Right? Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, <laughs> all that stuff that could cause us to be asleep will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holiness, uh, holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. What are we awakening to? You know, that the context of that one passage we were looking at, it, it was resurrection. And Paul, we were reading in, uh, in our reading this week, one whole chapter is given to this. Some people discard resurrection. And they were, they, were not, they were discarding Jesus' resurrection. But he said, everything about our belief in Christ is related to the resurrection. Not just the resurrection of Christ, our resurrection. The things we do in this body determine our resurrection. <laughs> that it's critical that we be awake right now under righteousness because there's an end to this. Everything else will be dissolved. And we can discount that. We become dis desensitized to it. We can put that on the shelf so it doesn't scare people away. Or we can say, no, this could happen right now. Jesus could come right now. Where am I? Am I awake? Are my, are my lamps oiled? Am I ready? Or am I asleep in the world? Right? And the ones that say this is for somebody else are the ones that are asleep. The ones that say, no, this is mine. I'm awakening to him right now. I'm, I'm going to stir up this expectancy of Jesus coming. I'm going to allow this to be real in my life right now. Amen? We need to be awake. We need to rise up into this. Amen? We need to lay off this stuff that would so easily beset us. We need to let our conversations be more about righteousness than about what's wrong here and what's wrong there. Out of your mouth is flowing the abundance that you put into it. And it's determining whether or not you're awake under righteousness or living under the, the darkness of death. 